The sun has now set on the magical land of Thrift Store. The errant knight wanders, the birds chirping in the background as he heads to his rest. No, I'm just joking, y'all. Welcome to back to the Thrifting Dude. I am the Thrifting Dude. Uh, uh, we are going to talk on this sunny Sunday about uh, everything that is amazing about Thrift Store. You can hear the birds are definitely chirping in the background. That is... <laughs> uh, wow, it's really coming through this microphone. It's really amazing. So anyway, so last week we kind of rambled a little bit about, <clears throat> excuse me, about what we loved about thrift store, thrifting and, and all of that. Um, and we published our first episode. Uh, my cousin, uh, she <laughs> she mentioned how that she had been doing this since 1998. And that got me thinking, wow, you know, um, things have really changed a lot between, um, you know, I knew some resellers. Um, back in the in the 80s and 90s who would go to thrift stores or, or uh, garage sales or, or whatever and they would purchase things and then they would sell them and then you know and and they've maintained that work for you know for the last 30 years or 40 years something like that you know as they've gone on I, you know technology has changed around us and uh, you know back in the back in the 80s there wasn't the internet so you would get something from a garage sale or uh, somebody would give you something or you know whatever and then you would take that that item and you would go to whatever way whatever outlet you had at that point to to sell it and you know a lot of times that was um back in those days it was you know uh, uh, you could do your own garage sale they had the flea market oh man i went to a lot of flea markets as a kid and there'd be these really great things um um, there were indoor flea markets, especially here in the Midwest where I live. I live in a large city in the Midwest and in certain regions of our city, um, predominantly um, lower middle class or upper lower class. There's a lot of indoor flea markets and uh, they'd have all kinds of crap in there. Um, the swap meets, uh, which is kind of like a flea market. Uh, very funny. Um, on um, Sir Mix-a-Lot's first record back in the day, he had a uh, he he had a song called "Swap Meet Louis," and it was talking about uh, getting uh, fake Louis Vuitton from a swap meet. And it's really funny if you if you ever get the chance, you should check that out on YouTube. But anyway, <coughs> excuse me. But anyway, back in those days, you you had you know a limited a limited number of places to to sell secondhand items uh, in the newspaper you could do it wow this microphone's really good if i breathe funny it, it goes crazy anyway um you know you could um you know there's the newspaper there was uh, swap meets uh thrifts uh, not thrift store excuse me um swap meets um flea markets yard sales, uh, perpetual garage sales, those kinds of things. Um, you know, so, so that was that. And then in the nineties, uh, we changed and now we have the internet and there was a few message boards where you could sell some things. Um, you know, but as the, as the internet began to really change all of our lives, it really did change everybody's life. And I was thinking about that this week. Um, you know, at this point in, in, in 
the history of doing this for a living, the whole, uh, you know, flipping, uh, picking and flipping, as my cousin put it, um, you know, it really has changed. It really has changed how we do things. You know, we have tools and and websites and all of those things where you can, you know, eBay, eBay changed our lives on multiple reasons. Not only did you not have to keep the crap that you had in your house that, you know, grandma gave you and you had no idea what to do with it anymore. You have to keep it forever in your garage. You, you could sell it to somebody else who wanted it. Um, you know, and there were, there were positive outcomes from the rise of eBay and there were negative outcomes from the, from the rise of eBay. And one of the positives was a lot of people who didn't have the ability to, you know, because of disability or whatever else they could get into thrifting, uh, and, uh, picking and flipping. <laughs> I love that term picking and flipping as you, you know, as, as a, um, as a, um, career now and so they weren't they weren't uh, limited by their disability anymore um, also you know and, and it gave an outlet eBay gave an outlet a place where you could you know, outside of your own community you could uh, sell the items that you you got um, you know the shipping was paid by the by the buyer in a lot of cases you could make that decision or you could take it right out of your funds um, you know but then there was a lot of things that a lot of negatives that came out of the whole rise of eBay and suddenly now there's a lot of people uh, there's a lot of people there's a glut of people who do this for a living and so um, yeah I wouldn't say that it's it's as saturated as you know streaming is or, or something like that but there seem to be a lot of people who who do this for a living and in a lot of ways sometimes I think the price of things uh, the, uh, the price of things doesn't match the value and that's actually what we're going to talk about today is the the idea of uh, value has uh, changed a lot over the course of of uh, you know the human history um, I was a philosophy major at the university and we talked a lot about uh, value in terms of intrinsic or extrinsic value intrinsic value you know, both of those concepts, let me look this up here real quick, because my brain, uh, you know, both of those, uh, both of those calm, uh, yeah, so intrinsic value is something that is, um, it's an objective calculation or a financial model model. That's what something is worth. It's the worth of something. And then extrinsic value is something that is, is the value that's ex- assigned by, uh, uh, by somebody else. Yeah. So, yeah, so so like if if some what something's worth like in an intrinsic value is like the sum of all of the uh, you know the, the cost to make it the actual worth of the value of the item uh, like I have on my desk a Pez dispenser that is incredibly rare. It's a Batman from the '80s. Uh, there's a lot of Batman Pez dispensers, and I collect Pez dispensers. Uh, don't mock. 
I don't don't uh, don't judge me. Anyway, I collect Pez dispensers, and I have a few that are are, are pretty rare. I have uh, Batman one, the one that I just mentioned, that is is incredibly rare, um, because there uh, there are not a lot of them left. It's it's pre um, Michael Keaton Batman, so this is the early '80s, um, early '80s comic book uh, DC comic book Pez dispenser, and so it probably only may, only took about. Um, less than 60 cents to actually make the you know to make the Pez dispenser and then the packaging and then the then the you know then the marketing and the shipping and all that that's the worth that's the intrinsic value of the Pez dispenser it's not very much you know especially since they were they sold for you know less than a couple bucks especially in the 80s and then extrinsic then the market value of of the of the Pez dispenser is probably on eBay, I've seen them sell for twenty or thirty dollars, just because they're rare. Like I said, and so that's the market value. Extrinsic value is that difference between what it was worth, what what it's actually worth, and what it's selling at. And so, we've seen a lot of items that they have a higher market value, not because they're actually worth. Much more, or, or even, or even things that are not even that rare. They just the perception is they're rare, and so the system itself is actually driving prices higher, which is fine. I don't care. I mean, you, if that's what happens, if somebody buys one of the things that I have put on my eBay store, um, and they buy that at what I requested it at because I set the price, um, I set the price where I make a certain amount of profit. Um, I, I the, you know, take my overhead, um, you know, because I like to do things nice. Whenever I I have an item, um, you know, I I wrap I package it nicely. I have uh, Grable Enterprise branded stickers and uh, packaging tape. I bought I have bubble wrap that I wrap everything in. I have I don't just find the closest box. Put it in. I actually have packaging that I purchased on purpose, so that everything comes out nice. It comes out branded, and that's my choice. A lot of people don't do that, but that's my choice. I want to prevent, present a really nice brand for Grable Enterprises. I, you know, I really, um, uh, I really believe in optics. You know, the optics are the key. Coffee slurp. Um, but anyway, so so what I do with my with my items is is I. I have a minimum amount that I want to make from each item, so I, I assign that. Take my take the 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 you know my cumulative overhead, and then I assign a, a value that I have to make to to uh, to make the requisite amount of profit, and then I I put that. So it doesn't matter to me that if if I sell the item, um, let's say like I I just sold where I just I just sold a. Um, Kiss record. Let's just go with that. I have I had a very very nice copy of uh, Kiss Destroyer, and somebody bought it um, at the price that I wanted for it. Um, and so it doesn't matter to me if they turn around and they sell it for more than that. That that is none of my business. Uh, I'm not trying to get the most amount out of it. I'm trying simply to to make my that window of profit that I have to have. So I, I don't, 
you know, I'm not trying, like I said, I'm not trying to maximize my, you know, most people, most people are trying to get the absolute top. And so that, that gets frustrating for people when they, when they don't get that, that market value for things, but I'm not, I'm not that way. Uh, you know, I am not trying to be a billionaire. I just want to pay my, my bills and, uh, do this as a lifestyle, uh, because I hate the rat race. So one of the things that about the, the word value that has really changed over the years is we have gotten away from that, that meaning value, uh, you know, even intrinsic or extrinsic or market or any of those things. Um, and I, we've gotten to where value now means cheap. Um, and I, I blame that on, I blame that on, um, McDonald's to a certain extent because, you know, they have the whole value menu thing. Um, and you know, we, we, a lot of people talk about, Oh, I gotta get the best value. Gotta get the best value. Gotta get the best value. Um, but value is value can be such a different thing, you know, um, something it can be, you know, is valuable, not because it's cheapable, but because it has, it has value to it. So, so whenever you, whenever you go out into the world and you buy something, you know, the amount that you're willing to pay sometimes, I mean, in a lot of ways, in a lot, a lot of ways, um, demonstrates your emotional attachment or, or to the item. Um, it demonstrates also your idea about value, the value that you assign to, to things. Um, now I'm a very cheap person, like not, not like I can, I'll pay, um, I will pay good money for something that I really want. Um, the laptop that I'm recording this episode on and I do all of my business plus play video games on. I paid a premium for, uh, I was lucky because, um, I worked, I worked with a company called MDG direct and, uh, they, um, are financing it to me at a decent price with a decent, um, shit. My brain just went dumb, went dumb on me. No, uh, um, interest rate. So, I mean, it's really decent. And, um, if you're interested in that, you can get a hold of me on my Twitter page or Instagram. Um, and we'll talk about that. I'll put a link on my Instagram TMGG direct because, because, uh, or MDG something like that. Anyway, they're pretty good. They're really good. Actually. No coffee slurp. Um, but for me personally, like I really, I really, I don't have a lot of capital to, uh, you know, to, to purchase the things that uh, I like. Um, if you saw the room that I'm recording in, I do have a lot of things, a lot of collectibles that I really like. Um, uh, many video games, Pez dispensers. Uh, I do have some cool toys I have on my shelf uh, and right in front of me. As a matter of fact, I have uh, Bill and Ted uh, from um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They're um, action figures. Um, I've got some Star Wars, some Star Wars things. Uh, I got the Lego, uh, Lego uh, Yoda clock, but I didn't, I didn't pay a lot for those. Well, first of all, because my day job is I work at a thrift store, so I was able to get them. But also, also, I don't, I don't have a lot of money. 
a lot of capital for my own collection. So to get something at a, at a decent price for me um, is is paramount. And that's one of the reasons why we try to keep our prices uh, down. We try to keep them, we don't, you know, go to the market value on things because we try to keep things um, where where people will buy them, um, where, where people who, who would love the item would buy them, but they don't, you know, they don't have to take out a mortgage to get, um, to get a Pez dispenser or to get a vinyl record that they love. But on the other hand, on the, on the other hand, um, if we, and this is just me, but if we came across something that was incredibly rare and expensive, um, we, we would, um, be hard pressed to not, and, and if there were, if there was a market for it and now that, um, so, so let me give you an example. My first sale on eBay, once we started this, um, I had bought from the thrift store for a price I won't tell you because it's not fair. I bought a bag of toys and all these toys are on my eBay store. You can go look at them. Some of them are still there. Anyway, uh, one of the toys that were in the bag was a vintage series one lion from the Thundercats. I put it on eBay. I, I, I didn't at that point even think about putting a reserve. Or, well, I did put a reserve, but I didn't think about putting a, a, uh, you, you know, um, best offer price on it. Uh, I should have in retrospect, but anyway, it quickly, quickly went high. Uh, we, I ended up selling it for $247, but, um, th- that was only because I had, I had in my emails people who were trying to get me to sell it off of eBay. Well, if you know anything about eBay's policies, if you do that, if you go off, off of their, off their, uh, off of their platform, once you have something listed with them, if you go off platform to sell it uh, and they find out they can deplatform you. And, and I'm not, I'm not about that life. You know, I'm not about trying to make five or six different, you know, things and just keep flipping it. You know, no, 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 not about that. So, uh, but anyway, so I ended up selling it for like $247, which is fine with me. I, uh, the, even if, even if, even if it was super rare and they were going to turn around and sell it for a thousand dollars, um, or flip it or, or even cause it didn't have all of the, it didn't have his glove. It didn't have the sort of omens. It didn't have the stand or any of the things that came with it. If, even if he, even if the person who had it had those items and they were going to take the lion that I sold them add the other items to it and sell it for more than that that doesn't matter to me once it's out of my hands I feel like I feel like Johnny Depp does Johnny Depp in an interview said he hadn't really watched any of his movies because he does the work and then it's really none of his business and that's how I feel about it like uh you know I don't care what you're going to do with the toy or, or the record or whatever wow that car was really loud I should shut my window next up so anyway uh, I don't really care what you do with it after uh, after it leaves me. After I put it in the put it in the bubble wrap and put it in the box and slap my lo- lo- logo on it and, and send it out in the world, I don't really I don't really care. I don't really care what happens to it after that. Uh, my main concern is getting things that people love into their hands. But, but I digress. The the reason I'm using this example is because the person who bought it 
was super stoked about it. They were super excited. It was the final piece to complete their collection. Um, I have a friend of mine who collects uh, He-Man, the Masters of the Universe characters. And he's got all these ones. He's got them in the boxes. He's got vintage ones. He's got the reissue ones. He's got uh, the ones from Kevin uh, Kevin Smith's uh, anime series. You know, he's got all of them. He's just, just got a whole room full of Masters of the Universe, which is cool. Like, I'm, I'm a Masters of the Universe character. I'm a Masters of the Universe fan myself. Not as much as I like Star Wars or some of the other things, but I like Masters of the Universe of He-Man. And I was He-Man, in, you know, in eighth grade for, for Halloween with those little, you know, plastic masks that go on your face and you can barely see or breathe through. That was a digression. Anyway, but uh, but he needs a couple of pieces to complete his collection. <clears throat> and if, you know, if, if I come across those pieces and he's willing to pay for them, it's none of my business. Like, I'll take his money and bam, out the door we go. Uh, so, so the value of that item was high, the, you know, the assigned value, the personal value of that item was high to the person who ended up paying $247 for an action figure. Now, there are very few things on the planet that I assign that much value to, but I would assign value to things that I like. Let's, you know, like, let's say a, um... What would I what would I pay two hundred forty seven the two hundred forty seven dollars for that is uh, is uh, something that wouldn't be that expensive. Uh, I might pay two hundred forty seven dollars for um, you know off the top of my head I'm pretty I'm a pretty cheap person. Although although like here we go. So every year at Christmas time at tax time whenever I get my income tax return back I always buy three hundred dollars worth of cigars. Um, you know, uh, it, it's not quite two hundred forty-seven dollars each time, each each stick, but it's three hundred dollars worth of of cigars, and I smoke them over the course of the year. I end up, you know, last year because of the pandemic and everything, and I was sick for a little bit. I ended up having a few left over, so my humidors were, you know, had a few left in them. But normally, I run out about November, and so somewhere around Christmas, my father-in-law used to get me one. Uh, get me some for Christmas, and then I'd have to buy a few cheapies in Jan in January, and then in February we get our taxes, and I will stock up. So all the way through the summer, I have all these cigars. So you know, and some of them end up being three or four or five dollars a stick, uh, you know, a cigar. So that's value of I've assigned to those. That is fine for me. I'm willing to pay, you know, a lot for these for these things that other people would be like no dude I'm not paying three dollars for you know that big brown cancer turd which is fine you don't want that that's fine go for it um but for me it's fine I, I enjoy them and so the the I've assigned a value so it's not a, it's not about cheapness it's not about um the, the word value should I, I believe McDonald's should because the thing about the value menu is anyway it's, it's not it's not a cheap menu like really like originally it was kind of cheap it was very cheap you know you'd get a burger and a fry and you're like oh wow god i can't believe it but uh there you know now value menus are 13 bucks 12 or 13 bucks so you see the they 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 use the word to mean cheap at first but then they changed back to the regular value but they've tricked people into thinking now 
that the value menu means cheap. It's a cheap menu, but it's not. It's not a value menu. I mean, it's not a cheap menu. It, it's a menu that has added value. They've added value to to the to the thing. It's like a bundle. It's like bundling home and office. You know, like they every annoying insurance company commercial. It's like bundling, value bundling. Um, and so that's one of the things that uh, you know. I've rambled about 24 minutes now about the <laughs> concept of value. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Coffee slur. But, and that's one of the things that I love the best about doing thrifting is, you know, you 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 get into these stores, or you know, we do garage sales and estate sales. Um, so it's some other some other avenues of, of picking up items and you get you get in there and you look at them and they don't have any value to you i mean sometimes when, when we used to have the uh, property preservation business uh, you get into a house and there's no value man you look around and you're like oh look at all this junk but you can you can dig through and find some things that you assign a few few dollars value to um but the people who lived there before you, or before you got there, they had, there was value to the items. They, they assigned emotional and um, you know, uh, even sometimes monetary value to the things that they had. And it's unfortunate that they lost those things. Um, but that's one of, that's what we really love about doing the thrifting is we, we find things that especially at a thrift store or garage sale that somebody no one time had value to them but now they've they've lessened the idea of value uh, and so now they're willing to they've assigned a value to it uh, you you roll up and there's a box full of uh, let's say Xbox games Xbox 360 games well they their their kid has moved on you know they've gone to college or they've moved on to other systems and they no longer play the Xbox 360. So there's a whole box of Xbox 360 games, and they've assigned fifty dollars to that, to that, uh, to that whole box. That's the value they've assigned to it. When you dig through it, and uh, the way it works for me is, I dig through it, and if there's a few titles that I recognize that I can sell, and make back the fifty dollars, then I'll buy the whole thing. And. Uh, and so e- even if I decide I'm keeping a few of them, I pay. Like, I, I don't know how other thrifters do it, but if I get something from, if I get something from the thrift store, and, you know, that I've purchased to sell, uh, and then I keep it, then I pay Gravel Enterprises um, for that item. That way, you know, I'm, I've bought it with certain value and I've given back with certain value. Now, I may not pay as much as somebody else would, but that's because I already said earlier in the episode I'm a cheapskate, so um, I will I will not just give back what I've what I've bought bought for it, um, bought it you know the the overhead price I will actually pay a fair market price for what I purchased from from Gravel Enterprise. That just keeps it safe, keeps it safe in the level, you know. Uh, but I digress. Um, what was I talking about? Isn't that crazy? Anyway, so so then w- what I do is is I'll, I'll buy the whole box and you know and then I'll 
you know, split them up and I'll sell off the pieces. Um, and that's the value that, that other people have assigned. And I always hope that I can get things into people's hands that they love, you know, that, that they're not just buying them to resell them. I mean, that's fine with me. Like I said, I don't care. Uh, none of my business, but the hope is that I can get things into people's hands that they love, that they've been waiting for, they've been looking for. Um, not just things that have that elevated value of, of being, you know, being um, being that market push-up, which is fine. Like I said, it's fine. It's none of my business. But um, I always hope that I can because, like I said, I'm a nerd too. I love certain things. Like you should see the, well, you can see if you go to my, uh, if you go to my Instagram page. Uh, it's uh, thrifting dude at Insta- on Instagram, then D O O D, thrifting dude, uh, on Instagram. You can see some pictures of my uh, uh, a video of my my uh, collection shelf. Like I don't collect a lot of things because I just don't have the space for it like some people do. But you can see uh, my you know the few of my Pez dispensers and uh, GI Joe characters. Um, my favorite GI Joe character I just got. Uh, it's the uh, Cobra character, actually, if we want to be, if you want to be, uh, uh, whatever, uh, it's an alley viper, it's not complete yet, um, I'm gonna try to find the pieces, um, I have two, two versions of the alley viper I really love, but the one I got is the black and yellow bumblebee looking alley viper, it's so cool, um, but then I have Star Wars characters and all that stuff on my show, and I, you know, I'm, that's what I'm talking about, like, I'd love to be able to get things in people's hands that they love so quickly i'm gonna take a blow my nose break and uh we'll come right back all right welcome back uh so anyway so we just have a few minutes left here um but so we just want to thank you for listening to our rambling. Uh, the Thrifting Dude is uh, a love project. Um, it is an extension of our business, um, GravelEnterprises.com. Um, you can find us on there. You can find us on the on Twitter at Thrifting Dude. Um, Instagram again, Thrifting Dude. Where else are we? Uh, Pinterest. Well, well, we'll be on Pinterest soon. Uh, eBay. It's Gravel Enterprises. All those links are. Um, you can find those on our Twitter. Just go to Twitter um, and look for Thrifting Dude, and that's uh, Thrifting D O O D. And uh, we follow the insanity. Um, we we also uh, we stream. We, well, we have been haven't in a while, but we will be streaming on um, Twitch, uh, playing a few video games, vintage video games, and uh, those kind of things. Um, that's His Grunge Majesty over there on uh, on uh, Twitch. So anyway, so thank you very much for listening to me ramble. Um, if you have uh, any stories about thrifting, if you have. Um, if you're a thrifter yourself, you, if you do, if you do the, as, uh, my cousin says, the picking and flipping, you know, you, you're more than welcome to, to get over on our Instagram page, follow us there and, uh, message us. We want to interview you. We want to talk to you. We want to share your stories. Uh, if you, if you have 
you know, some input about the ideas that we talk about on here. Like this week, we talked about value. Next week, who who knows what we're going to talk about? It just really depends on my mood, I guess.、Um, you, you know,、uh, if you're if you're a purchaser or a shopper, and you、uh, you're interested in getting some of the things that we we talk, you know, the, some of the things that we have on our, our website or whatever.、Um, You know, you can shoot us an e- an email. It's info、uh, information at gravelenterprises dot com, and、uh, you know we'd be more than happy to talk to you and、uh, hear your stories and all of those、uh, neat things. So anyway, so so、uh, this is、uh, the thrifting dude saying goodbye for to this week, and we'll be back next week with some kind of fakakta.、Uh, <laughs> Podcast episode. I don't know what we're gonna talk about next week.、Um, like I knew last week when we ended that I, I wanted to talk about, you know, that I、uh, you know ramble a little bit about the idea of value. I think next week we might focus on some cool stuff that we found while thrifting.、Um, you know, put on, put up pictures of those things、uh, on our website, of、uh, on Instagram of those things. Um, I did want to point out that you can see the pictures of my Bill and Ted、uh, action figures on our Instagram page.、Uh, get over there and、uh, check those out、uh, if you're a Bill and Ted's fan or if you're a toy fan at all. Just get over there and check those out.、Um, we are going to have a blog later this this、uh, later in April.、Uh, We're gonna start、uh, blogging about some thrifting ideas and things like that. We're gonna start、um, pretty soon. We're gonna start、um, looking at the apps that everybody uses uh, and, and, and talking about them and the history of those apps and things like that. I think next week, you know, I, I do know what we're gonna talk about next week. Next week, we're gonna talk about eBay and its effect on、uh, thrifting and flipping, picking and flipping. I love that phrase. That's gonna be our thing: picking and flipping.、Um, <laughs> Catch catchphrase.、Uh, anyway, we're gonna put that up there. So anyway, thank you so much for listening.、Uh, please follow us if you if you like,、um, so that way you can know anytime the new episodes are dropping. You beep. That was freaking loud. I don't know what that was. Ow, that hurt. Anyway, thank you so much, and、uh, we'll see you next time.